the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We are broadcasting live from the GOP convention in Anaheim. Welcome to the United IE Radio Show. And we are kicking the radio show off at the convention, the Republican convention in big form. We have a huge celebrity guest to hook you guys in with. You remember the lady that rocked the Emmys. Emmys, right? Grammys. Grammys. I'm so sorry. That voice might hinted for you with the beautiful, amazing Trump dress. Greg, you remember that? How can, how can we forget? That's indelibly etched in everybody's mind. I do remember because we were on a Tea Party webinar at the time, and I saw this on I saw this on the internet, and I po- oh. I posted it immediately into the webinar, and, went, and people went crazy. I love it. We have Joy Villa. Villa. Yes. Hi, hello. Great to be here. Joining gentlemen. us for the first half for the first segment of the radio show, and you are here. Um, we've gotten a little bit of a hint of why you're here, but let's first just kind of get the get the basics out of the way. Sure. You have, just by way of background, for folks that don't know, you're a California native, uh, spent time around the world, but you mm-hmm. are now, uh, you're an anomaly in the entertainment industry because you're a conservative mm-hmm. in the entertainment industry. How's that working out for you? You know, it's actually, <laughs> <laughs> it's working out the best it's ever been because I came out for Trump hardcore with my Make America Great Again dress with Trump on the back at the Grammys this year in February. I was just fed up with all the hate. I said, let me do something aesthetic and beautiful. I don't care who talks bad about me. They're going to talk bad about me anyways. It's time I I spoke the truth, my truth, and live my life freely. And people came out in support in waves. I made number one on iTunes and Amazon, number one on Billboard. I outsold Beyonce, Adele, and Lady Gaga that week. That is a great story. You also said afterwards is that how many people at the ground at the Grammys came up to you. Keep it quiet, but I I, I support I'm a Trump supporter. Yes, people gave me little secret thumbs up, and I'm a Trump supporter too. I love that dress. Yeah, a lot. So you have done a lot in the last what? Ever since Trump got elected, yep. you're getting involved. You're helping out. Tell us some of the things that you're doing to help us with the Make America Great agenda. Absolutely. Well, I'm on the Trump campaign advisory board, so that means I get to the news what the president's going to say before anybody else knows. So I know what the good works he's doing. I get to promote that. I did Trump TV, which is the weekly filming for the White House, and I'm invited to White House events. Um, I work with the family on and the administration with Laura Trump, with uh, John Pence, who's Mike Pence's nephew, who runs the campaign. And it's just beautiful. Like, I'm involved, and I see where he's going with the growth in the economy. Um, you know, I'm somebody who likes to see action. If the president says he's going to build the wall, I want to see him build the wall. And he's starting to build the wall. Um, you know, the president said he's going to be America first, and he's going to build the economy. I want to see that. And the numbers are here, and they don't lie. Our economy is so strong, and it's now not a dirty word to say I'm American. You know, that's actually a positive thing now. And I tell you, I got to I get to sing the national anthem in events all around the world. And I see people stand. So part of my thing is supporting the president, supporting America and our values. 
One thing that really impressed me is there are so many people, and then maybe they're conservative and they keep it quiet, but you were taking a risk with your career, with your livelihood, yes. when you came out and you said, yes. screw that. Yeah. I am going to do what I think is right for the country, and whatever happens with my career is secondary. Exactly, because I'm an independent artist. I have been for the last four or five years. You know, I've toured 35 countries a year, uh, mostly known overseas. So I came back. I saw the political climate. I said, it is time for me to speak out and, and reinvigorate the conservative movement for myself. And I got to join this huge movement that's happening. I feel like it's a wave. And, I, and you know, a lot of other musicians came out for Trump because of me, I feel like they, they said I encouraged them. So I, Dream Machine, my friend Kaya Jones, former Pussycat Doll, that, you, these are friends that I know. And they said, because you came out, you encouraged us. So I feel like it's my duty, honestly, as a woman uh, for Trump, as a Christian, as a conservative, uh, to, to just spread the good news and to spread good arts. I have my second album coming out. The music's going to be really inspirational. I'm excited about that. And I just love what's happening right now. Andrew Breitbart said that the that p- culture is upstream of politics. Is That's why right. It's just so important what you're doing, and even more, perhaps even more so than what a politician is doing or what some political activist is doing. Because that's where it starts. That's where That's you get right. the basic programming that we all, that we all, that we all, I mean, we grow up on truth, justice, and the American way. Superman. Yes. And, yes. and the culture and the entertainment is so different now. Yes, Greg. It's so true. I mean, you know, it has to change. The pendulum has to swing the other way because it's been so bad for so long. It's now time. And you have millennials like me. I'm a millennial. I'm 31 years old. You know, and now I say, wow, I've put up with all this, you know, culture that is telling me I'm bad for being who I am. And it's now going to swing the other way. And I'm not going to allow them to tell me I'm wrong for supporting the president, for supporting traditional values, for supporting America first. So we're coming out. We're coming out strong and nothing can stop us. Were you always conservative or was there a moment where you transitioned? I was conservative since I was young. We always had Fox News on in the house. Really? Always. Um, but there was a moment where I fell away. And a lot of people, you know, I fell in with, with a kind of a bad crowd. They were talking Bernie Sanders. He's the outsider. And I thought, oh, is, is it really? You know, I was so disillusioned. I thought, oh, I guess he's not a politician. So he maybe he's the one. And I started doing some research. I was like, you guys, this guy's a socialist. He's going to destroy the country. I started getting into politics when Trump was running. And I jumped on the Trump train because I said he is actually officially who he says he is. Right. And that was a a, a wake up moment for me. I heard him give a, a, a talk to Oprah 35 something years ago where he said I would only run if the country really needed me. And now he runs because we really need him. So now I I would say I'm a reborn conservative because now I do it for myself and I know what it means. There's a there's an author that I've got a lot of respect for, um, Evan Sayet. He's a comedian. Mm. And, oh, I and, love uh, Evan. Okay. He's a great guy. So he had an article in Town Hall, and he's talking about, the title of it was, He Fights. And he observed that Donald Trump is the first president to engage in the culture war. Most of the presidents either ignored it or actually uh, you know, sent America further downstream in right. the culture. But he's the first president. 
And he made the the observation that when you're at war, guys like Patton, you don't really care if they're a little blustery, if their language isn't clean. Yep. Ulysses S. Grant was a drunkard and, mm-hmm. you know, a philanderer, mm-hmm. but he won the Civil War. Donald Trump is the first president in the culture war. So How true. do you see him engaging the culture through his presidency? Oh, he's doing it since the beginning, tweeting. You know, everybody's talking about the president tweets. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's new media. He uses social media, Facebook, tweeting. He, you know, ran Facebook ads. I think, you know, he's a lot like Patton in the way, like you said, he's gruff around the edges, but he means business and gets it done. I think he's also a lot like Reagan. They made fun of Reagan because he was an actor. And quite honestly, he had a lot of people thought he'd never get elected. They're like, he's an actor. You can't be an actor, be the president. But media is 90 percent of the presidency. You have to be on TV. You have to to speak and the president knows that he knows media he knows television he knows these guys because they used to buddy up with him now they suddenly hate him just because he's the president and he's not afraid to call them out so the fact that he he waged the war on media and 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 also exposed this lie that journalists are all out you know for truth because a lot of them are not some of them are right uh, is beautiful it's changed culture and he's become a pop culture icon as our president and you mentioned uh, off off the air that you had had a meeting with Steve Bannon. What can you tell us about that? He's amazing. I love Steve Bannon. I'm such a fan. <laughs> he he uh, happens to be a fan of mine as well. So we talked. We talked about making America great again. Uh, I said, I want to be one of your firebrands, one of your honey badgers. He says, well, you're not afraid to fight. So you might see some uh, partnership in some way in the future. Oh, that's exciting. Absolutely. Well, I just we, love what he's doing. Bannon is building a MAGA movement. Big time. And Big all time. elements of that of the MAGA cause need to work together. That's right. In the entertainment, in, in media, political activism, candidates. Yeah, we need everything. And we have to realize there used to be this sort of divide between, like, I never thought congressmen and women or senators cared about what I thought. I was like, that's them and I'm me. Now it's like there is no line. There's congressmen and congresswomen and senators who are getting on this MAGA train. They're jumping on the Trump train and they actually want to change. They're alive again. And Bannon is spearheading that. And the people who are not alive, who are rhinos, Republicans in name only, should be scared for their life. So when you're ready to announce that stuff, we're going to see it on Twitter and on your Facebook page? Well, of course. At Joy underscore Villa on Twitter. That's at Joy underscore Villa. Um, And on Facebook, it's at Joy Villa. On Instagram, at Joy Villa and JoyVilla.com. And that's where you can keep up with what Joy's doing to help with the mega agenda. Joy, thanks so much for stopping by and being with us here on the Unite IE Radio Show. We're looking forward to seeing you again. And maybe even on April 8th, we have our annual Unite IE Conservative Conference. Folks, we might even uh, be able to get to hear from Joy. That that would be awesome. I'll have my new album out, too. Great. Well, Joy, thank you so much for being with us, and thanks for everything that you're doing and for keeping us uh, up to date here. Thank you, guys. Thank Thank you, Joy. Thank you. Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, There are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now is the time to buy or refinance. 
Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. AM 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the Unite IE Radio Show, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. We are broadcasting from the Republican Convention in Anaheim, and we just had a great segment with Joy Via, one of my cultural heroes for her courage in standing up for for her values in the entertainment business and we have our next guest here another hero yeah he is because he stands up in the legislature california legislature for what he believes in and fights for what he believes in and you never have a question about whether he's going to vote the right way and vote the way he's promised to vote so we are so pleased to have senator mike morell as our guest in this segment I thank you. Those are nice words that I asked you guys to say. So. Did, I do it okay? did I do it okay? Yeah, you, you did it okay. You did it. You did it fine. Senator Morell, it is great to have you with us. We can't tell you how much we appreciate everything you're doing in Sacramento to help us. You um, are one of the few people, I think, that can instill hope uh, within folks. Share with us a little bit about what you see unfolding across California and, in fact, the country right now that can give our listeners in the grassroots hope for California, for the country. We have, a, we have a, an incredible hurdle that we have to get over here in California. And it seems to me, and you can confirm this with what you, that more and more people are, 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 are wanting to get involved. And this new Trump era is, is it's a brand new era in politics for California. Yeah, and California may be one of the last states to uh, start experiencing the wave. But I'm seeing, I'm seeing things, and it's not my imagination. There, there's a lot of us that want to draw the line in the sand, plant the flag, and take our state back. Why should we move to the deserts of, uh, of Nevada and the humidity of Texas? Let's have these people... Uh, let's get them to move, you know, like the city council up in Sac- uh, San Francisco who allows people to go to the bathroom on the streets. How bad is that? How dark is that? Or my friends across the aisle who want to protect over um, people here here illegally who commit heinous crimes or the fact that we've become the highest tax state um, um, in the United States is just ridiculous. They Both. spend our money. And they don't do it efficiently and effectively. Great. Well, oh, that's a great point. It's not just is it the highest tax state. It's the res- the terrible results we're getting for that. Exactly. We have lousy schools, terrible roads. So we're not. It's not. It'd be one thing if they had high taxes, but everything was wonderful. Yeah. So four things why I think there's hope. Number one, when you see liberal writers from the L.A. Times like George Skelton saying Democrats have crossed the line, this is bad news for the dams. Good news for us. Second of all. I've had more people in the last year asking me, how can I get involved? Boots on the ground, practical things, because they're concerned and they want to take back our state. Number three, I hire about 40 interns a year, and I love these kids for the most part. They're high-minded, they're noble, and they're serious about learning the Constitution, limiting government's power, and they know they've been taken advantage of. They want the same opportunities as what my generation have. And these, uh, they're, they're, they're a small group, but they're mighty. And last... You know, um, Alexis de Tocqueville spoke in democracy in America and is 700 pages of America. The greatness pointing out all these natural resources we have, 
um, the St. Lawrence Seaway, which moves our goods and services halfway up the Midwest. But he said the secret in America, just as George Washington said, that of all the habits and dispositions which lead to political prosperity, morality and religion are indispensable supports. That's the greatness of America. And in the last year and a half, I'm ha- I've had over about 500 to 600 pastors contact me. These are pastors based in California. Based in California. It's unbelievable. They have an influence anywhere, from, my guess, between their congregations and radio from two to two and a half million people who want to know how do they get involved. And remember, most of these guys, uh, pastors have been user-friendly, seeker-sensitive, and they don't want to be involved with politics, which when you look at history, a, a, a close review, a casual review shows the only way men usually oppress men and send them into a thousand years of bondage or sets them free is through politics. And they're seeing we're, we're going in the bondage. And so it's it's been a breath of fresh air. And I, I can't explain why suddenly these people are coming out of the woodwork, but they are, they're concerned, and they're serious-minded people. Well, you mentioned that uh, off the air that these pastors were instrumental in getting Governor Brown to veto a bill which would have restricted religious liberty at churches and church schools. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, again, uh, you know, Lincoln in a second inaugural address sort of points the finger uh, at slavery that it was people of faith who should have stood up, right? He sort of blames them, not the slaveholders, which is interesting. In other words, you people of faith should have should have not kept silent on these things. And so what you have, you have these pastors stepping up and in a polite way, they're putting pressure on legislators. Uh, I think as Reagan used to, to say is we don't have to have politicians see the light, but we got to make them feel the heat. And so uh, gov- they spoke with Governor Brown's office. They did a conference call. They lobbied him and uh, he passed a lot of really bad bills. But for some reason, he uh, heard what they said, I believe, and he was kind enough to, to veto that very bad bill, which would have really hurt the rights of our churches mm-hmm. and our Christian colleges. Now, given the terrible record of Democrat governance in California, you would think the, the Republican Party would be set, would be poised for taking back the state. Well, we are, is, we are poised, but we only talk, this is personal opinion, I love my fellow Republicans, but we only talk to our base and people in our district. We've got to go to all those other, you know, we've got to get into the San Francisco market, the San Diego market, the L.A. We can't afraid to be co- to, to talking to other people in other areas because, you know what, I'll put our principles up against their dismal failure track record. They've got 40 years of one-party leadership rule in this state, and they've done nothing but drop the ball. Um, if, we ha- if we measure success like most people do, whether a CEO or a basketball coach, these guys need to go. And I believe we can make a convincing argument. So we have to get involved. And more than that, so do the citizens. Because remember, we're governed by consent, and the founders meant for the citizens to be the ones who are holding the politicians accountable. This is why I think we have a generational opportunity in front of us right now to begin to get more people. Because politics is about two things. It's about money. And people. If you don't have people, you need lots of money. If you don't have money, you need lots of people. And right now in California, quite frankly, there are a lot of good people that want to run for office. But we need lots of people to be able to get off the bench and keep those people in office and elect new people. I think that that the California uh, Democrats, the progressive Democrats, have overstepped their bounds with with this gas tax. It's going to hit the Inland Empire the hardest. 
so we have an opportunity to repeal the gas tax uh, once these initiatives get released. One of them is in uh, appeal right now, and sometime beginning of the, in the beginning of November, the beginning of the middle of November, we're going to have an opportunity to go out and gather signatures. And I think that the thing that's important about this is this is an issue that crosses party boundaries. This tax affects Democrats, Republicans, independents, communists, conservatives. Everybody. It affects our pocketbook pain at the pump because of the Democrats. Exactly. So you know, I think this is an opportunity to get people off the couch, onto the playing field of politics, strap on the uniform of fiscal responsibility, and go out. And whether or not you, you're, you're concerned about the gas tax, there's plenty of things. The, the sanctuary state. Um, if you're parents and you don't like having to vaccinate your kids, the vaccine uh, you know, initiative w- wasn't successful. Um Put your energy into this gas tax. Pile every transgression that this legislature has done on the back of this gas tax repeal and get out and gather signatures and get people off the couch. I think it's a generational opportunity, Mike. Do you agree? Look at the 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 um, the opportunities there. I, I had a lot of people wanting me to run for Congress. The Republicans are in control of Congress. I like being here. Because I, I just sense there's something coming, and I don't want to miss out on the opportunity. I don't mind being the loyal opposition. I don't mind being the underdog. And we're not going to be the underdog anymore because, again, it's time to tally the score. 40 years of one-party rule, and it's taken California from the best-ran state and the most prosperous state to the t- top, some of the nation's top 500 CEOs says now this place is the worst place to do business. So we got to upgrade those people. We send to represent our interests, and we need the citizens to do it. And we're and it is happening, guys. Okay, it's ours to lose. We can't drop the ball. We have to fight not just for our country, our state, but for our kids and our next generation. Yeah, and yes, but there were three tax increases passed by the legislature in this past session, each one of which would have failed if all of the Republicans had voted no. John Capal of Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association asked the question in, a, in an article, can Californians ever trust the Republican Party again on taxes? They can trust every single Republican except for those six who, yeah. who were traitors. The cap and traitors. And we had two of them right here from the Inland Empire. I'm shocked that they set aside their Republican fiscal conservative values and got co-opted by the progressives, it doesn't make any sense. Were they promised something? I mean, I know you, know, you can't expect. You've got to be careful. But well, I, I've heard years back people were promised things. And it's interesting when they left office what kind of government jobs they ended up with. But I don't know right. about this time around. But, you know, here, here's one thing that was told me a long time ago. When you get up here to Sacramento, you better understand the difference between a preference and a principle. It's okay to compromise your preferences, but not your principles. And then what this lady said is the problem with most of these guys come up here, they can't distinguish between a principle and a preference, and they end up by compromising both. And I think that's the problem, is I think these guys are swing. Uh, swayed by every win of doctrine and whichever sounds the most attractive to them or they think, and, and they haven't taken time to really distinguish between what a principle is and what a preference is. Uh, Sarah Palin once observed, I think very aptly, is that people run against the cesspool of corruption, but once they get there, the cesspool starts to look no. like a hot tub. Yeah, yeah, but here, no. L- l- let, me, let me tell you something what I think, personal opinion. I think politics either brings out the best in a person 
or the worse than the person, what was already there. But again, it comes back, we're governed by consent. People say they want term limits, right? The founders gave us term limits. Every two years, we can elect new people of Congress. Every four years, we can get a new state senator and a governor. And so anyway, the citizens have to upgrade those people we send to represent them, and that takes homework. You just hit a hot button of mine because I don't think it's about term limits for electeds. I think it's about term limits for staffers. I think if we had term limits for for the staffers that keep getting recycled in some of these offices, because they're the ones that really advise our electeds. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I could, I could, I could agree with you. But again, we go back to our founding principles. The first, second, or first or second paragraph declaration is we're governed by consent. This is supposed to be a government of, by, and for the people. So at the end of the day, it's the people's responsibility to keep holding accountable those politicians and their staffers, but we have to understand how they vote. We just can't listen to what they say. This may shock you. There's actually politicians that lie, right? The, the moral nah. of the story is, yeah, we've got a voting record. We need to look at their voting records, not what they say, but how they vote. Thank you, Senator Morrell, for visiting with us. This is Thank the Unite you. I Radio Show. We are live from the California GOP Convention in California. We'll be back after the break with more live from the COP GOP in Anaheim, California. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation and host of the main event, which airs every weekend here on AM590, The Answer. I'm proud to be a part of the effort to make America great again, not just by supporting this station and conservative movement, but also by helping people achieve the American dream of homeownership. Whether you're looking to achieve that dream and you need financing, or you already own a home and you're considering refinancing your mortgage in order to lower your payment, shorten your term, or pay off high-interest debt, or if you're over 62 and want to look into that great financing tool known as a reverse mortgage, Call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, toll free day or night, 855-640-2020. I'll give you all your options, answer all your questions, and walk you through the process. And don't forget to listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. and 9 o'clock p.m., Sundays at 8 a.m., right here on AM 590, The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747 and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions, MB Number 096199. Welcome back to the Unite IE Radio Show. We are broadcasting from the California Republican Convention in Anaheim. And we've had some great guests thus far, Joy Villa and State Senator Mike Morrell. And we are now pleased to have what he says is the next governor of the state of California, Travis Allen. Guys, thanks so much for having me on. It is great to have you on. And we're having you on at a moment when you are about to kick off your volunteer effort. The show airs at 4. Uh, here we are at roughly 4.30. And at 5.30, you have uh, your kickoff event for the volunteers here at the C- California GOP convention. Absolutely. Uh, and I saw the list. There's like several hundred uh, or more people that are you're expecting at this. Without a doubt. If you are anywhere in the sound of our voice, get down to the Anaheim Mayor right now 5 30 tonight is going to be my volunteer kickoff to make sure that we can take back our state come and help me be the next governor of the state of california if you can hear our voice get down to the anaheim marriott come meet me join everyone else and and you're going to find a ton of great people here that, that listen they're just sick and tired of what's been happening in california they've had enough and they want to change the state and take it back come on down to 5 30 the marriott and let's let's go do this together now of course your lead issue is very near and dear to the hearts of every almost every Californian who who drives or who rides in anything. And that's the gas tax. The Democrats push through this gas tax on gasoline and diesel and increase in the vehicle license fees. 
on top of what was already the highest gas taxes in the state in, in the country. And you're going to push back on that with your initiative and give the people a chance to say no to the Ab- government taking more of their money. Absolutely. Look, November 1st, all of our gas taxes go up by 12 cents a gallon. Let me tell you what this means. You fill up your 20-gallon tank, you're going to be paying an extra $2.50 every single time you go to the gas station. And on top of that, if that wasn't bad enough, January 1st, your car registration goes up by up to $175 per year. You never got a chance to vote on this tax. It's $52 billion of your money directly out of your pocket. And not $1 of this will go towards expanding freeway lanes anywhere in California. Literally, according to how this tax is written, not $1 can expand any freeway. So if you don't like that that traffic on the 91 or the 405 or the 105 or whatever your local freeway is, it will not get any better and you're going to be paying a heck of a lot more for it and that's why we're going to repeal it and 30 percent of it just off the top goes for other things it's exactly right as it's written less than 70 cents of every dollar of that tax has to go back to the roads up 30 percent or more could go to jerry brown's bullet train or any of his other crazy ideas look the repeal of the gas tax is about one thing it's about putting the power back in the hands of the people of California, right where it belongs. If you hear this message, if you want to fight back, go to the website. The website's www.nocagastax.com. Again, nocagastax.com. And sign up and volunteer. And there's there's a couple of things you can do there. You said it, volunteer. You can sign up to get a petition mailed to you in which you'll get a petition and then um, you're including a return envelope as well, right? A postage right. paper yeah. return Look, envelope. If you donate $5 or more, because realize we got to raise some money because we have to do this up and down the state. If you donate $5 or more, I will actually mail you a petition to your house with a postage-paid envelope. Every single petition has room for 23 signatures of California voters. So, I mean, there's, there's going to be plenty plenty of space for everybody to sign. If you want your own, donate 5 bucks. I'll mail it to you. Otherwise, if you want to volunteer and help us go get more, we will have centers across California where you can pick up uh, petitions and go out and help us get those signatures. But either way, jump on the website, register today, and join us to repeal this gas tax. And the volunteer, and the volunteer Volunteer thing. However, you sign up, you're going to keep people uh, apprised of what's happening because we still have uh, another hurdle to get through before these petitions are available. Uh, Governor Brown and uh, the Attorney General Becerra have appealed the decision, so now we're waiting for the results of that appellate court decision on the judge's language that was issued. Because I guess they're trying to make it. Roll it back, right? What? Yeah, yeah. So, so the full story is this. So I wrote the repeal of the gas tax. It was as simple as it comes. I mean, literally, we said the following code sections are repealed, and we struck out 37 pages of law. So the attorney general comes back with a title and summary that doesn't say it's a repeal of the gas tax. He doesn't even mention the word tax or fee. And, and his title and summary was so misleading, so prejudicial, we sued him in superior court. The judge took it out of his hands and said, look, clearly you can't be trusted to write this. I'm going to write it for you myself. And that's exactly what he did. And of course, if he said it was the repeal of the gas tax. Right. And now the attorney general, who's playing with our taxpayer dollars, of course, is going to try to fight it in appellate court, which means that I'm going to go beat him again in the next court in California. So probably we get the petitions, I'm going to say, in the middle of November or so, right after that tax comes out. But the moment we win in court, we will go to press and we'll be getting signatures up and down the state. It's, it's a good lead issue good lead to attract people's attention. But your campaign is really about more than just the gas tax. Without a doubt. So listen, 
I've, I was born and raised in California. I've lived here my entire life, and I absolutely love the state. Unfortunately, my parents have left the state. My brothers left the state. My best friend's over in Texas. You know, and when he, when he moved to Texas, he doubled the size of his business, doubled the size of his house. Wow. And he doesn't pay a diamond state income tax. But, you know, listen, I am a Southern California surfer. I live in Huntington Beach, California. And unless there's a hurricane, there's no waves in Texas. So I got to stay right here. But if I'm going to stay here, I'm going to fight. And I've fought for the last five years in the legislature. I have voted against every crazy tax increase, every single fee, all these crazy regulations. I voted against all these other crazy laws of the Democrats, like legalized heroin injection centers in your communities. Or transmitting AIDS to another person is no longer a felony. Now it's just a slap on the wrist misdemeanor. I have fought for all of these things, but after five years, I finally realized that the only way to truly win in California, the only way to truly change the state and make it once again the greatest state in the nation is to become the next governor of the state of California, and that's what we're going to do. And you're also big into the uh, opposing the sanctuary state law, and that, that, comes, that comes very uh, uh, up, up front and center, is because one, the, the guy they have caught to starting those fires in Northern California that were so terrible is not only an illegal immigrant, but he was protected under Sonoma County's sanctuary county law. Look, this is an absolute crime. No Californian agrees with this so-called sanctuary state nonsense. I have already vowed that within my first day, first 100 days of office, this is my top, one of my top priorities, is to repeal and reverse this sanctuary state. The bottom line is if you are in the state illegally and you are committing crimes while you are here, you will not be protected with taxpayer dollars. I don't care what Kevin DeLeon says, what Jerry Brown says, or what Gavin Newsom says. We will have safe communities and we will follow federal immigration law in California. And there are large majorities of Republicans, independents, and Democrats that oppose sanctuary cities. Oh, in, in huge numbers. Uh, UC Berkeley actually did a, a poll and they found that it was over 70% of Democrats and Republicans and declined states were all against sanctuary state. Latinos were against the sanctuary state by 65% plus. There are no Californians that think that it makes sense to shelter criminals with our taxpayer dollars when these people aren't even in our state legally in the first place. What other issues are you are you running on? So the very first issue is very simple. Cut taxes. We pay among the highest taxes in the nation. Once we start putting more money back into the pockets of Californians, everything gets better. This starts out with a gas tax. And so I will repeal that on day one. I'm not just one of these guys that talks. I'm already going to deliver on the very first day in office. We will repeal that gas tax. But past that, you have to understand we pay the highest income taxes, sales taxes, you know, highest corporate tax west of the Mississippi. We have to cut taxes. Next, we got to get tough on crime. Thanks to the soft on crime laws of the California Democrats like AB 109, Prop 47 and Prop 57. Now criminals aren't serving their full sentences. They're getting released early. And then felonies are turning into misdemeanors. And what does this mean? It means that violent crime has increased in California by 15.4% since 2014. Think about that. Last year, 34 of our major cities had double-digit increases in violent crime due to these soft-on-crime policies. we got to get rid of them and get tough on crime because, remember, we were the state of three strikes. And then, of course, there's more. we got to expand our freeways so we're no longer stuck in traffic. we got to fix our broken education system so our kids are going to the best schools once again in the nation. And you better believe we got to complete that California State Water Project so we don't have to worry about these droughts every 10 years and we actually build water storage across our state. It's so simple. It really is. It boils down to proper stewardship of a state. And the Democrats in Sacramento want to take us into this progressive wonderland where unicorns live and fiscal responsibility uh, somehow magically just happens without trying. Travis, we appreciate you being with us. We know 
you got a big event coming up here. Anybody who can hear the show right now, get out to the Anaheim Marriott for the volunteer kickoff of Travis Allen's campaign at 530 at the New at the uh, Anaheim Marriott. And you can connect with Travis Allen's campaign at... Uh, go to Facebook. Find me at Join Travis Allen. All the details are on the event right there on Facebook. You can also find me online at JoinTravisAllen.com. But join us, and together, let's go take back our state. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you, Travis. We'll be back after this on the Unite IE Radio Show. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Well, welcome back to the Unite IE Radio Show, where we are broadcasting from the California Republican Convention in Anaheim. We've had a great show thus far. We just had uh, Travis Allen in the, in the previous segment, and we've got um, Tom Del Vaccaro is back on the show with us, and he has done so many different things. His, his current effort is to promote the president's tax reform plan, but he's been head of the California Republican Party. He's written the book, The Divided Era. Welcome to the show, Tom. Hey, great to see you guys. Glad you were able to come down live and in person. This has been a very energetic conf- uh, convention so far. They, we, they usually are? Well, well are not. It kind of <laughs> the last ones, I mean, there, it seems like, honestly, there seems to be a, uh, a buzz. Energy. Well, of course, they're, buzz, of yeah. course, bringing Steve Bannon, who spoke last night. Uh, right. Well, will energize even the sleepiest of folks. Steve Bannon being at the GOP convention. Tell me something. What, what, what is Steve Bannon, the guy who obviously the architect of Donald Trump's campaign, um, was intimately involved in the first seven, eight months of his administration, um, who's the, according to the establishment, is, is the demon. Why is, why is uh, Steve Bannon headlining... The GOP convention, that seems to me to be, it, it just doesn't fit. I don't know what it is. It just, it's weird. No, I, you know what, look. Have a sip of water, Tom. Republicans want results. There's a huge percentage, and they're just tired. And, and I know I, I've talked to you before about, in, all the way back in 2011, in August, I wrote an op-ed in the Washington Times that said the Republicans need to lead or get run over. And the, the basic premise of it is in this divided era, the bigger government gets, the more disappointment there is with government, and the fuses of voters is shorter. And they are not going to let you just sit in office and hang out and not produce results. I said that in 2011. Well, now we're into 2017. Y'all know that they promised to do something about Obamacare. They promised tax reform. And, and we have good news on tax reform, but the reality is... They are not producing effective change fast enough. So why is anyone surprised 
that a Steve Bannon exists. The uh, majority leader, Kevin McCarthy, said some of these guys in the Senate don't deserve to be uh, reelected. It's not a surprise. And Bannon's declared war on all of them except for Ted Cruz. So on many of them. Why? I I, I still don't get how is it that the Cal? I mean, I think it's a good thing. Don't get me wrong. I was just shocked when they made the announcement. Uh, Pleasantly surprised. Greg, what did you think? I'll interview you, Greg. What do you think of the of ha- having had Steve Bannon at the convention? I think it's a, it was a wonderful thing, and uh, though I was I was done, I was surprised when they made the announcement because, in many ways, the California Republican Party has tried to be well. We're just going to be innocuous. We'll try to be a little bit Democrat light, and that's how we're going. That's how we're going to get ahead. And particularly the establishment and the money side of the California Republican Party. That's how that's that's their philosophy. So it was a great thing to see Steve come in here. And Brutti actually says, says, we're looking to try to do in California what Trump and Bannon did nationally. We're going to disrupt the political order. And out of that, we're going to gain. Do you believe that? Do you believe that that would be Brulte, the, the chairman of the GOP, do you believe that would be his agenda? Well, or there's no that- way you bring, you bring Steve Bannon and not have that as part of your repertoire because that's, you know, this, right. is, this is a, a – a, some people – would say that he's unpredictable, but he's not unknown. And there's a difference. And there wasn't going to be any question that when you bring him in, that that was going to light things up. Look, the way back for Republicans in, in California has to be based on actually providing real solutions. It's not going to be based on being Democrats. They already have their candidates. They're not going to suddenly pick ours. So you got to produce results. And you got to talk straight on on some things. And look, again, in my view, the vast majority of voters actually want something fixed. If you actually could come in and fix something, regardless of a Democrat, independent, whatever, they they would be attracted to you. And so his demand that you stand by your word and fix something is not really that extraordinary. I, I don't think it's such a big deal. But what's amazing, amazing is he's actually doing this effectively. There have been efforts to try to um, primary and defeat establishment Republicans before, and oftentimes they get buried by the money. But at least in this case, in the Alabama Senate race, where the establishment spent more than $30 million. Yeah, I know something about the establishment spending money against someone. <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> yeah. but, but this time they did not move the dial Yeah. in Alabama. Yeah. And and the non-establishment candidate prevailed there in, well, they, in the public they did primary. Pick, they picked a and the establishment quote picked a bad candidate, and it's too bad Trump went along with that. We'll see how Roy Moore does. But at the end of the day, here for California, the Republicans in the legislature should have picked up on the water issue a decade ago. They could pick up on the education issue. You just saw the new statewide test results: forty-eight percent proficient in English, thirty-eight in math. We're, we're, we're 47th or 48th in the country. And what do they got to lose by actually going out and saying to people, look at what the education lobby's doing to you? And there's a large majority, including of, of black parents and Latino parents, who that want, want school choice. They 100%. want to have the same so kind of d- choice so for their children that the ruling class has for theirs. So I'll ask you, I'll interview you two guys today. What do they have to lose 
being right. slightly less than a third in the in the both houses of the legislature here. What do they have to lose to go out and actually take these people on and say, and, and say, yeah, that is the answer. One more and you win. To actually say to voters... We're going to provide a solution to you. This is like what Donald Trump said to the black voters of this country who have been constantly putting back in black, I mean, uh, Democratic progressive leaders of their urban centers. What do you have to lose? And there is precedence for this because, look, most people don't know this, but there are... Uh, yeah, Pennsylvania, there's Republican supermajorities. That used to be in, all, in the legislature. That used to be a heavy Democrat. You have Ohio. You have Wisconsin, which has uh, huge Republican minor, uh, majorities. And after Detroit went bankrupt, who took over for the state of Michigan? That would be Republicans. So there, And we're not just talking. These, these are union states, which California is. Now, you've got to throw on that California has many more environmentalists in those states, and they, uh, and there is the issue, uh, there's the social issues in immigration, so it's a more complex state. But at the end of the day, fighting and giving people a choice is what, I don't know, Republics and democracies should have been about, and it empowers them, because I think one of your hosts has a saying about who's the most important person in a democracy. I've heard it somewhere. One, 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 of, one of the hosts here yeah. has that saying. And it's so true. And it is the private citizen. And why things are they are like they are is primarily because not enough people have fulfilled the obligations of that office. Speaking but, of, but, speak, but often they are not inspired to do that. And, and right. in part, that's because one of the parties in this and, state. And we're going to inspire them to do that with some project that you're involved. We've got to take a quick break. We'll come right back and we'll tell people what they can do to help the mega agenda across this country. Um, with some things that just happened recently. And you're heading up this uh, statewide agenda. We'll be back with Tom Del Bacara live from the CAGOP convention in Anaheim at the Marriott. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Car Star, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program, the radio show for the most important political office in the country, that of private citizen. That would be all the folks that are listening to our show right now. We've got something specific that you can do to help push Donald Trump's mega agenda across the... What did I say? Mega. Mega? I like that. It's mega maga agenda. It's mega maga. Maga, mega. You say amigo, I say amago. Really? There's something in there. So, so Tom Del Bacaro is heading up a statewide effort in order to help get tax reform done in Washington D.C. There, you have a website that's set up. You, of course, you got P, uh, Political Vanguard is your website where you've got all kinds of great new folks. Our are, website. It's a big crew, 18 contributors. So, listen, I just got back from uh, a couple meetings at the White House. They're bullish on the prospects now of tax reform. We saw that the Senate uh, passed the resolution, which is uh, the precursor to a large uh, tax reform bill. You're going to see the bill in the next couple of days. But if you can go to CA for taxrelief.org, that's CA for taxrelief, F-O-R. F-O-R, yeah. Relief.org. 
and just go there, rummage around. You'll see what the uh, the president's uh, proposal is. You'll have uh, information on why tax reform works, uh, op-eds, but mainly just share it. Put it on your Facebook account, tweet it out, go and take the pictures, copy them, put them on Facebook, that kind of thing. We just want to increase people's awareness of what's going on to make sure whether we get tax reform before the end of the year. The great video I saw this past week, campus reform was on some university, and they were asking him, what do you think of President Trump's tax plan? They all didn't like it. They said, here's, here's Bernie, tax, Bernie Sanders' tax plan. We're going to reduce the, the, the death tax. We're going to increase the child tax care credit, and we're going to reduce the rate on small business to 25%. What do you think of that? Oh, yeah, that sounds, oh, that sounds really good. Really Seriously, good. I did not see that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is priceless. Then they, then they tell him, yes, President Trump's plan. Yeah, I get it. That's awesome. But I didn't that happens that. so often on, well, the, on these college campuses. You get into the specifics of what, you know, a conservative agenda is, and the students are like, yeah, I like that. Is that what you as think? That as, as long as it's labeled under Barack Obama's name or Hillary Clinton's I, name or Bernie Sanders' name. Yeah. They love it. Okay, I think that tells me more that, that they just like anything Bernie Sanders says oh, and yeah. probably didn't pay attention to what it was. But it, interesting enough. But it also, look. We still need to reach more people. You can never, you know, sometimes I used to hear in the in years past, people said, oh, we lost because, you know, we didn't reach enough people or, or we didn't message right. But in actuality, that can be true. You cannot talk to enough people to get them on their side. Remember two Forbes articles ago or three, I wrote about the big Republican mistake, which is they disengage from voters in between elections. The left doesn't do that. They engage them all the time. Exactly right. And the Republicans need to invigorate them and get them involved. So, And they can do this at CAfortaxrelief.org. Exactly. There's a couple things you can do. You can sign a petition that goes directly to the White House. You can volunteer to help get the word out. You can go to a whole page of memes, which are the those uh, pictures that have writing on them, clever sayings. These happen to be uh, historical quotes from John F. Kennedy, from Ronald Reagan. And um, from the current president, yeah. About uh, how tax reform can help and it, you know, it's the economy. A pretty, and look, it's a pretty simple thing, the way, the way I uh, explain it. If you had two cups of water, one of them was the private sector and one's the public sector, and you poured half the private sector into the public sector, what would happen? If they were two plants and you took away and, and you gave them both a cup of water a day, but then you decided to take that, that those cups that we talked about where you emptied the private sector cup and poured most of the water into the public sector plant and the private sector plant, which one's going to grow faster? It's really pretty simple. Tax reform's idea is to give more water to the private sector and to and not to emphasize the government so much. And the historical record is clear. Whenever we've cut tax rates, the economy has prospered, more jobs, and actually... Higher wages. Higher wages. 30 seconds. And revenue to the government has gone up at the same time. Absolutely. So this is a pretty simple thing, CAfortaxrelief.org, or you can go to politicalvanguard.com. But the important thing is we got to tell our elected officials that we support tax reform. We have been live from the California GOP convention in, in Anaheim at the Marriott. There is a buzz here. Uh, you can still come on down and peruse the various different... Uh, Vendors that are here, connect with some people, maybe even see some of the California legislators roaming the hallways. It's been the Unite IE Radio Show at the GOP convention in Anaheim. We'll be back next week.
When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.